Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. It was a wet day in Sochi with FP3 cancelled due to the weather conditions, and there were doubts throughout the day on whether qualifying would go ahead, but the weather eased up, allowing the session to get underway, and ultimately, it ended up with a result that few would have expected. Lando Norris has taken his first F1 career pole with former teammate Carlos Sainz lining up beside him in P2 and George Russell in P3. Sainz initially claimed provisional pole with a 1 minute 42.5 but Norris beat him in the second and third sectors to claim pole with a 1 minute 41.99 while Russell found enough time to leap up from 10th to 3rd. Going into today, it was looking set to be a dominant performance by Mercedes, however their session didn't unfold quite to plan. Lewis Hamilton topped the times in Q1 and Q2 and was on provisional pole at the start of Q3 when all of the top 10 began switching to slicks. When Mercedes called their drivers in to switch to the softs, Hamilton tapped the wall on the pit lane entry, snapping his front wing. The front wing needed to be changed, but with Bottas awaiting a tyre change, Hamilton was pushed out of the way to avoid delaying his teammate too much. By the time both drivers were back on track, the Mercedes drivers had little time to build the necessary tyre temperature and they couldn't match the improvements made by the drivers that had switched to the slicks earlier. Hamilton then spun at turn 16 on his sole flyer on the softs, which meant he was shuffled down by the top three, while Valtteri Bottas was unable to claim higher than seventh fastest. Daniel Ricciardo took fifth but received a reprimand from the stewards for impeding Lance Stroll in Q1, who wound up eighth ahead of the Red Bull of Sergio Perez. Both Alpines made it into the top 10, Fernando Alonso taking 6th and Esteban Ocon 10th. Meanwhile, there was disappointment for Sebastian Vettel and Pierre Gasly, with neither driver making it into Q3. 
And after completing some installation laps, Max Verstappen sat out the session as he will be starting at the back of the grid tomorrow due to his PU replacement. Charles Leclerc and Nicolas Latifi will also be starting at the back of the grid, with the Williams driver receiving a new engine after a pneumatic problem was discovered on his previous power unit after Friday practice. Joining me to chat today is Alex Kalinorkas, Autosports Grand Prix editor. Alex, it's lovely to chat with you. 2021 is just the season that keeps on giving. An entirely unexpected result today. McLaren, Ferrari, Williams as our top three. Lando's first F1 pole. Let's get straight into it. Talk us through the performance of the top three. How did they manage to wind up there? I mean, honestly, as I said, completely unexpected. Yeah, hi Ariana and hi listeners. Yes, what a what a qualifying session, really, which is surprising for Sochi. But then again, of course, it was extremely wet. Uh, the FIA accurately this time predicted that there would be a nice gap in the, the weather as compared to Spa, although obviously it didn't really stop raining there. Whereas here, it was uh, it dried out enough for there to be slicks at the end. So um, tremendous to get qualifying in, and and what a qualifying session it was. I mean, a lot of it is down to the Mercedes mistakes and things going wrong for that team. There's sort of two different schools of thought coming out of the team in terms of what was behind that I'm sure we'll come on to touch but on that later but yeah in terms of the in terms of the top three really it was all about the key timing of when they made their change to get slicks at the end of Q3 obviously we know that George Russell was the first one to do it he got through Williams essentially just did what they did at Spa really which is throw all their inters at just getting into Q3 and then essentially you know they're not shying away from it they know they've, they've overperformed sort of the dry pace of the car and there's there's no shame in doing that in terms of using that tyre plan because it's just get through and see what happens and in both cases the circumstances came to them magnificently because Russell's going around he does his uh, he does his outlap on the inter he starts a flying lap he's already said right get get the slicks ready they call him in and he just keeps going from there he sort of the, the times weren't stunning initially and um, they were you know they were they were quick but the, the problem was uh, so they were quick through the first and second sector where the, the dry line was really clear but the third sector was just still really 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 slippery and that's what catches out Lewis Hamilton right at the very end of the session um, but yeah, it just it kept the, the, being able to run for longer and longer. Russell has about six minutes in terms of the remaining time in Q3 just to build that tyre temperature. And that ended up being so crucial because the Mercedes drivers didn't have time to do that. I think Sergio Perez is also a little bit um, frustrated to have missed, uh, missed the extra little bit of time to get a second run in there. And it was really, really crucial. And it, it's the same for Norris and Science. They have less time. Uh, than Russell because all the teams that copied Williams they realised what was happening but they just they managed to get that tyre temperature in it Lando Norris said he was just he was risking it he you know he said he he, he thought back to Spa when he when he tried the other uh, sticks in, in in practice there and little things that he learned at that race of course he crashed in in Q3 and things like that but every little bit he said he, he, he called back to that used it today and was just chucking the car into the corners he said on, on a fair few occasions he thought that was it he thought it was going around game over but it wasn't it held on and he takes a, a famous pole position and it, and it is a shock one you know the, the result at, 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 at Monza for McLaren was less of a shock because the McLaren is very very good at Monza it's got a track specific it's, uh, thing it's a very efficient car it goes very well there we saw that in 2020 but here Mercedes absolutely dominant especially with Max Verstappen removed from the fight and starting down the grid because of his engine change obviously didn't even bother taking part in qualifying quite understandably because why would you risk damaging the car but yeah You'd, you still would have expected Mercedes to qualify 1-2, even amongst the chaos, and Hamilton was quickest in Q1 and Q2. But as, as we'll come on to talk about, all went wrong for Mercedes, 
Norris nailed it. So did Sainz. I think he, again, was a little bit sort of frustrated at the timing of when he was going out. I thought maybe if he'd been a little bit further back, he might have been able to uh, to, to, to close that, you know, that gap to uh, to pole. But still, you know, absolutely nailed it. And, and Russell, as I said, it wasn't coming initially, but then the time was there when he, when, he, when, he, when he needed it. Right at the end, he saved sort of, he thought he was going to catch Fernando Alonso a little bit on his penultimate lap when it came to, you know, following him for the final run. So he just backed off, saved a little bit, saved a little bit of the energy in his, in his battery gave it everything and like Spa, it all came together for, uh, for him. So McLaren and Ferrari Williams top three is very, very 2003 all of a sudden. Yeah, it went from a lot of us as fans wondering whether the qualifying session would be able to go ahead to then a session that was really nail-bitingly exciting to the very last moments because of all of the uh, drama that unfolded as such with the Mercedes team, which we will get onto next. But just staying on the top three for a moment longer... What do you think are their chances for tomorrow when it comes to the race day? Because, of course, we've said it is a Mercedes-dominant track. They have Lewis there, P4, so not, you know, not really that far behind. He is very much still in the mix of things. How do you think Lando will fare leading off of uh, P1 for the first time in his F1 career and also the Ferrari of Carlos Sainz and George Russell in the Williams, of course? Tricky, tricky for all three of them. Um, but probably the one who might be happiest is George Russell because he'll be starting behind Lando Norris in that long run down to the first corner. And it's, it's such a long way here that we've seen in the past, the Ferrari team, we think back to 2019, you know, they had tactics from where they were starting on the grid to try and maintain their positions. Okay, back then they had a, that uh, very handy engine, let's put that diplomatically. Um, so that was obviously helping them in a straight line. Um, but they don't have that this year. So Carlos Sainz is already thinking, what am I going to do? Try and out-drag Lando or tuck into his slipstream? But I think... Both of them are very, very wary of the position. It's not that they're like upset to be at the front of the grid, of course, and you'd never be upset to be there. But I think Lando Norris is, well, I know he said, because I was in the press conference, he said, you know, if there's one track I wouldn't choose to be on pole position, as bizarre as that sounds, it is Sochi, because they're at such a disadvantage um, with the with the long run down to the first corner. And if it's a headwind, you see that in places like the Kemmel Strait at Spa, if there's a headwind blowing down towards the grid, the cars at the front are at an even greater disadvantage. So it'd be really, really tricky. So there'll be a lot of, you know, the conditions will be a factor. But yeah, Lewis Hamilton in fourth place is far from the worst position. The trouble he's got is that if there's chaos at the first corner and he takes a hit or, he, you know, gets there's an incident or he gets caught up in it or he himself causes an incident, who knows what will happen. It, it really makes things tricky for him because Max Verstappen is at the back. He'll be ch he'll be charging through. He could equally get caught up in an incident in the first couple of corners. But we just do see things happen at this track at the first corner. So it's, it's perilous for all of them, really. Um, but George Russell in a Williams, which, as I said, has really no, almost no right being there. The team insistent it's a full dry setup. He says it's quite a slippery, potent car. Obviously, we know it's got the um, Mercedes power unit in it. He's the one, I think, has got nothing to lose at the first corner. So he says, yeah, we're, we're going to be targeting the podium because why not? I mean, it'd be difficult to hold on over a race distance. But the first corner, he could definitely uh, he could definitely be there. Toto Wolff's already joking about him leading out of, uh, out of turn three. Yeah, I mean, George Russell putting that Williams up there is really, really just so incredible. Uh, of course, he's joining Mercedes next year. And today, they did not really wind up where I think any, would have, any of us would have expected. As we've already mentioned a couple of times, this is a track that they are dominant at. Yesterday in the practice sessions, one-twos for them. And really, they were looking like they were set for pole today, given that Max, of course, is out of out of the mix as well. But even with him in the mix, they were looking very, very strong. 
But that rare mistake from Lewis really just uh, triggered things to unravel for the team. Toto has already said that he thinks that Lewis is, you know, still in for a shot at winning. And he thinks that Valtteri is going to be aiming for a podium as well. But what did you make of that mistake from Lewis today? And just talk us through that incident and how things unraveled for the team. Very bizarre incident. It uh, happens as um, Hamilton's on a second flying lap in Q3 on the intermediate. So he's already leading by this point in terms of provisional pole position. Russell has abandoned that. He's on the slicks. Um, you know, he's, he's actually showing Lando Norris what to do. Norris said he was watching Russell on the slicks on the trackside TV screens to pick up any tips using those slicks. But um, yeah, Lewis actually, um, he was going quicker on the second lap than he had already gone on the inters. And the team comes on the radio and says, oh, other, you know, other cars are going to slicks. What do you think? Is it dry enough? And he comes back and he sort of says, there's a dry line. And the team just sort of takes that as a, right, he's mentioned it's drying box. That's as a decision made for him. So he comes in, changes a little switch on the steering wheel um, just before he gets to the uh, the second right-hander, just inside the, uh, the final corner there. And it's just very, very, very tight. And it was absolutely, it was still pretty drenched. I mean, you, you watch the onboard, it's, it's there's sort of puddles and a bit of standing water around. I don't think Yak complained off, but he definitely just got caught out. Um, and smashes the left-hand side of his front wing. I think um, it was sort of when it came to the wheel hitting um, the wall, it was sort of more square on, so there obviously wasn't damaged under the suspension, although he said uh, he did the sort of similar thing he did in Baku when he made that mistake at the restart there. He sat in his car for a long time after qualifying, pondering things, asking questions to the team. He said, oh, the car's pretty beat up, so obviously they'll, they'll want to check that overnight. But yeah, the damage to the left-hand side of the front wing needed changing, so, and that took so long. I don't know whether Mercedes were just, you know, didn't have things organised as they would in terms of front wings for the race. That's probably one to, to follow up with them because it was qualifying. But Lewis, you know, it needs to be changed. They actually have to push him out the way because Bottas has come in behind him. And that's that's actually what Bottas says stops him getting pole position. Now, Toto Wolff insists that even without the the, 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 the the pit lane crash for Hamilton, it would have been the same result because he said that basically by sending Hamilton and Bottas out first at the very start of Q3, committing to the bank lap on the Inters, trying to go for another one, they were already out of sync. So he says, we just never would have had time for that second run on the slicks that proved to be so key. But Bottas says no. He says that if there hadn't been the hold-up behind Hamilton in the pits, he reckons he would have been in the fight for pole. So it's, it's interesting, you know, I think you know, you can you can understand both positions. I think the, 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 the truth is probably somewhere in the middle there. But yeah, very, very costly uh, definitely in terms of confidence for Lewis. You see that um, he gets the uh, gets the slicks on, he gets eventually released. Bottas is gone by this point. He tests the handling of the car. He's coming down the pit lane, seems all right. Comes out of the pit lane, goes straight off at, at turn two. He clatters over the curbs there and never recovers the tyre temperature. So, yeah, it, it, did, it did look like it all added up for him. And then when it came to that that final run, he's sort of, you know, he's, he's telling the team, um, you know, asking about, oh, we're only going to get one lap. They're like, yeah, sort of trying to sort of almost... Um, not like just keep him in a, in a, in, a, in the best frame of mind possible. You know, they're not being like, yeah, you you messed up. You only got one lap. No, it's like, yeah, here we go. It's our one shot. You know, people wanted to calm and cool as ever. Um, but yeah, it just it just never comes to him because he doesn't get the tire temperature up, and he actually spins off at turn sixteen. As I said, that final sector was still very very tricky, very very slippery. Lando Norris said he nearly lost it there as well. Uh, but Hamilton did spin off backwards, and actually the car hit the barrier for a second time with the rear wing as well. So yeah, it's quite right. It was pretty beat up. Um, but nevertheless, I still think he starts the race as favourite. Um, the the long run pace actually, Verstappen was the quickest in practice yesterday, but. You know, the, the Mercedes is just mighty here. It's it's not like Monza, where with the modern cars, they're sort of trapped in the DRS trains. Unless you have a massive pace uh, difference, you can't get ahead. I think you should be able to get ahead uh, in this one uh, tomorrow. But equally, 
the Ferrari pace looked very, very strong. And we can assume that the McLaren will be sort of around there as well. So, yeah, it's not going to be easy for him. But I definitely still think that Hamilton starts as, as favourite for tomorrow. Well, before we continue, we want to say thank you to today's sponsor of the Autosport podcast. Lucy comes from a group of Caltech scientists and former smokers who wanted a cleaner nicotine alternative. Their mission is to reduce tobacco-related harm to zero. Lucy is made for real people who want a nicotine alternative. And Lucy gum has four milligrams of nicotine and comes in three flavours, spearmint, red mango and citrus berry. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. And we love a good promo code to save you money. Autosport podcast listeners, go to uk.lucy.co and use promo code autosport to get 20% off your first order of nicotine gum. That's uk.lucy.co and use the promo code autosport at checkout. And finally, a warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Right, let's get back to F1. I um, am intrigued to see how tomorrow unfolds because as they mentioned on the coverage earlier as well, of course, he is up there amongst the McLaren, Ferrari, Williams, drivers who don't really have as much uh, to lose as, as him in this situation. But the car is looking strong. And I think I would agree with you that I think my money is probably on him. Don't want to jinx anything i know that people always talk about people jinxing things not doing that but um yeah we will see how it unfolds but i want to talk about the red bulls now of course we saw max sort of just sitting out of the session which makes complete sense uh the conditions were definitely not worth risking any damage to the car because he is starting at the back of the pack tomorrow um but let's talk about his teammate Checo first before we talk about what max might be capable of from the back of the grid Checo managed p9 today is that what the car was capable of today or was he just entirely uh, off the pace? Very hard to say. Very, very hard to say because there's just this massive question mark over how close Perez can get that Red Bull to what it is ultimately capable of. You know, he is insistent that there's like a 30 to 40 second sort of loss by not coming in early enough to get the slicks and then having that that second um, that second go on the slicks. So, so, so the 30 to 40 seconds time, you know, the difference between not coming in to shed the inters to pick up the slicks. Um, I think he's right. Yeah, he was definitely, he's like them steady drivers, he's caught out by not having enough time on the slicks to get them properly working as the top three were. But equally... It's not like he was leading the way in Q1 and Q2. It's not like he was ahead of Lando Norris after that first uh, run on the Inters in Q3. You know, it was Hamilton Norris, um, Bottas, I think, at that point. But he certainly, he certainly wasn't troubling them. You would assume that Verstappen would have been amongst the leaders at the very least. So, yeah, pretty poor from Perez again. And and the, the trouble is, is that with Verstappen at the back, this is the this is the race where Red Bull needed him to be qualifying on pole position and he hasn't done it. And yeah, I do have sympathy for him in that he didn't have enough time on the slicks, but equally he just never looked like he was going to. And he's been out-qualified by three slower cars and one much slower car in the Williams. And you, you think, you know, Alonso and Ricardo, they're ahead of him as well. It's just, and Stroll, of course, in the Aston Martin in eighth. It's its its pretty its pretty poor from Perez. Um, in terms of Verstappen, not a lot to say about him. As you say, Ariana, there was, there was, he was never going to be taking much much part in this session. The most interesting thing I thought about Max Verstappen today was that he said something about, uh, his, well, he said about George Russell's uh, performances at Spa and here, he said, oh, but you know, the car isn't actually that bad. They've put on, uh, they put on more wing and more downforce. And then I put that to Williams, to Dave Robson, their head of, uh, uh, the sort of head of uh, vehicle performance. And, uh, and he said, well, 
first of all, the car is it has its strengths. It's not a terrible car, like you know, uh, sort of last year or the or particularly the years before. And um, and one of them is is getting intermediates to work. And it's just it's 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 things like that. You know, the the car is the car is strong. So that's why George was able to get up into Q three. And that means that, of course, that, you know Williams is well aware that it can take more risks than top teams can't, and that ultimately paid off massively by Russell coming in earlier. But he's insistent; it's a it's a dry spec car. It's it's, it's you know the, these wet weather setups don't really exist in Formula One anymore. You can change little gurney flaps here and there, but ultimately, if anybody had gone for a wet weather setup today, it would have been complete madness because the race is going to be dry tomorrow. So you might qualify very high up tomorrow, and then been at the back be sitting back on the straights more that better the formula is make little tweaks here and there but ultimately set it up from the dry and let the drivers handle it and the cream will rise to the top and it did today and um so yeah so i think um yeah williams um, um, um defending their position obviously um you know it's good to see that they've, they've got the tools and they've got a package that is capable of, of delivering if the circumstances comes to them it definitely is. Now, staying on Max for one moment, of course, starting at the back of the pack, Fernando Alonso has already said, Fernando, who qualified P6 today, has already said that he is expecting, you know, to cross paths with Max, have a have a battle with him because he thinks Max will definitely be able to get up through the pack. What do you think will be possible for Max tomorrow, realistically, based on the long run pace that we've seen from the car and, and the characteristics of the track, given that overtaking is possible here? Yeah, I looked at the numbers yesterday. Spoke to some team members as well, um, and it's it's quite clear that he was he's the best on the long runs on Friday practice. Obviously, it's a bit different, and he was operating things a little bit differently. And in terms of there wasn't didn't show the ultimate pace of the Red Bull in the dry because again, what's the point? He knew he was going to be starting at the back, but he did look very, very, very strong in the long runs. I certainly think a podium is possible. I don't think it's outside you know the realms of possibility for Verstappen tomorrow because it is so strong. We're only what two races on from Zandvoort where he won, lapped most all the field, you know, it's the, 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 the class A performance of the Red Bull and the, and the Mercedes squads is very, very, very strong. That said, like I said, the Ferraris did look quick. Uh, but there's a little bit unsure whether in terms of the drives, that tyre graining going to come and affect the front tyres or might be a bit tricky there. The McLarens are very strong in a straight line. The Williams, Russell says he's, he's slippery. So it certainly won't be easy for him, but he's definitely got the capabilities. Um, but what is interesting is to think about what he did three years ago where he started 19th again because of an engine change penalty. He was fifth after, I think it was like eight laps, something like that. Like it's, it, that is where he finished because the Class A was bigger with the Ferraris um, being um, being in the mix as well back then. But yeah, it's, it, it could it could be similar stat. It could be a bit more difficult. He says, you know, the gap to the midfield has closed, so that he's expecting it to be a bit more difficult. But it'll certainly be very exciting to see what he does, assuming, as I said before, he can survive that that first lap, first corner chaos. And of course, he will have Charles Leclerc starting at the back with him as well, because he is starting from the back of the pack, as is Nicholas Latifi. Can you just quickly talk us through what happened with Nicholas Latifi and the uh, issues that they uncovered with his uh, engine? Yes, there's a little bit of a strange one in that the uh, the engine change was only announced midway through Q2, which led, led to some some speculation that they'd sort of done that deliberately. Uh, the team says that actually they told the FIA on Friday night, so that's that's there's so certainly well according to them there's no sort of tactics at play and we take them at their word, uh, of course. So basically, un- unfortunately, uh, a pneumatic uh, pressure leak was detected on the on the engine. They they refer us to Mercedes to say exactly what the actual cause was, their power unit supplier. But, um, but yeah, that, that was picked up on Friday night, so they changed the engine. Um, Latifi did what Leclerc did, you know, got out of Q1 just to... It's basically, they were sort of, right, Max, I think it didn't really matter if he's going to start last or, or 19th or 18th. 
he's, he's going to come through anyway because he's got the pace advantage. So for Leclerc and Latifi, it was more about right which one of them is going to is going to be starting head on the grid. And in the end, Ferrari didn't even bother sending Leclerc out in Q2. Uh, Latifi did a few sectors twice at the start of the session and and, and the end of Q2 as well. So he will start ahead. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, he he showed some very strong pace. Uh, in, uh, in in Q in Q one, which actually Russell was really struggling with, the team said that he just got it was a bit of car placement on the track. He was stuck behind the Hasses at various points, and that was why he was uh, wasn't able to show his true pace. But there was a little bit little bit touch and go whether Latifi being ahead of him might have accidentally knocked him out. But in the end, it didn't didn't come to that. But yeah, so um, yeah, Latifi. So that like I said, the uh, the pneumatic uh, pressure leak, which is actually something that's happened before at Williams. It was uh, it happened to Russell uh, early on in the year in Austria. So yeah, it's something that uh, they want to keep an eye on. But um, yeah, again, I don't think, uh, unfortunately, for Latifi and probably for Leclerc as well, they're going to have a, as easier a time as making forward progress as Verstappen tomorrow. Right. Now, we have limited time left, but there are a few other uh, drivers that I want to touch on. Uh, we saw disappointment from Sebastian Vettel and Pierre Gasly. Pierre was looking especially frustrated at failing to make it into Q3. He looked really, really... Um, really upset and angry about it sebastian has said on the radio he said on the radio immediately after that he lost time behind yuki while pierre has explained that he thinks that staying out on the used tires was the problem for him can you just briefly talk us through what went wrong for those two and the fact that you know obviously they didn't make it quite into q3 staying out on one set of intermediates was really costly for Gasly and it's interesting because they sort of split things out of Tauri Sonoda did come in and get a new set of, uh, of inters and he could make it work I guess I think I think the drying track just made things really really tricky because obviously you've got you know a certain amount of um, if the inters are going to wear down that can be slightly beneficial but Gasly's absolutely adamant that he should have been called in and uh, he could have made it to Q3 even in the uh, in the team's press release actually he's pretty uh, he makes his feelings known while also just about staying on the right side of accessible then hey after didn't have to publish that but uh, but they did so there we go um but yeah unfortunate for both Gasly and for Alfatari because again I think he, he's been showing very 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 strong pace um and yet just unfortunately just didn't work out for the team today well, there you have it. And tomorrow will hopefully deliver an exciting race for us. Of course, we have the change of faces at the front of the grid with Lando, Carlos and George. We have the Alpines in the mix as well. We didn't get a chance to touch on them, but both Alpines in the top 10. Fernando Alonso in P6 and Esteban Ocon P10. We have Max who will be charging up the grid, trying to make up places as well as Charles. Hopefully, we will be delivered a very exciting race tomorrow. But that is all we have time for. Alex, thank you so much for joining us to chat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow with our extended post-race show. So join us then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lots of people will be making resolutions this year to be smarter about money, including not spending more than they have when they shop. Rakuten helps you be a smarter shopper and save money on just about everything. 
People all have things they need to buy, whether it's home essentials or a self-care treat just for you. With Rakuten, you get cash back on clothes, groceries, travel, and much, much more. Even better, you can stack cash back on top of other deals like store sales and credit card points. In case you're wondering, the stores on Rakuten are the ones you know and love, and lots of cool ones waiting to be discovered, including Target, Lowe's, and Nike. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. Just go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.